Three, two, two, one. one. Fun game, Danny. What's up? In Le Chateau. Le Chateau. You look like a kid in the candy shop. Oh, over man. There. I got so many buttons to pick from. I know. So happy. I just uh, recorded a video of you literally just pushing buttons on a soundboard. So many buttons. So little time. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Come on. Yeah, for me, in my mind, I'm wondering, uh, yeah, you got that puppy in the house. Wondering if you got any sleep. Wondering how you showed up in Le Chateau today. Oh, man. Uh, exhausted. Yeah, we got Papalopagus nice. And she's got herself, she found her voice. <laughs> Good for Poppy. Good for uh, Poppy, man. That makes me even happier. Yeah, Poppy found her voice, man. I yeah. don't know that she totally learned it from our other dog, who uh, we like to refer to as Barky Joe. Um, and so, yeah, we got two dogs that like to bark and one that needs to go out every two hours at night. Yeah, come on. McCrookin. Hoof. Yeah. McCrookin. Well, good luck to you. Hey, thanks, man. It's fun having a puppy around the house, though. Yeah. No doubt. Well, when you got a puppy in the house, Mm -hmm. it's interfering with sleep. How can you get out and flag to... Get away from the puppy game. Oh, uh, the best way is just to get in the chateau and record some pod. <laughs> or, you know, go to a tower show or go to like the wing ding or. Oh, I see what you did there. That was good, man. <laughs> yeah. That was good there, man. That was, that was like, like a real quick transition to community events. Effort for a segue that just went completely south, <laughs> north, south, north. Yeah. South north. No, that was good, man. Yeah, I see what you did. You jumped right into those community events. Yeah, well, you, you see, because I pointed it out to you. So here we oh, are. Now I see it. What, yeah. <laughs> what can you do to get into the community and out of the puppy game? <laughs> out of the puppy game. First thing I would do, man, I would go to I would go see the homies at Orpheum on the twelfth towers. Greta and Kyle. Yeah, you can also check out our pod with them. But man, they are going to be kicking off their tour here in Flagpole, and they're going to be going all over, and uh, they're going to be touring with um, Joshua Raiden. Yeah, so, yeah, they'll be touring all over, and that's going to start right here at the Orpheum, right there on Aspen Ave. Yeah, so February 12th at the Orpheum, and as of today, tickets still available. If you don't get them, it might be gone. Yeah, it might be gone, man. That that joint is going to sell out. Orpheumflagstaff.com, that's where you get tickets. That's right, I got tickets, and there's also some stuff about like COVID disclaimers and entry requirements, and that sort yeah. of things. So you can find that all there. Is there any better way to show your special someone that you care than hitting a tower show on February 12th? No, sir. Okay. That's the way. <laughs> the only way. That is the only way. The one and that. only way. Yeah. Yeah. It's that easy. All right. Yeah. So we got towers. What else we got? Got that Flagstaff Mountain Film Fest. 20 years. 20 mm. years the Flagstaff Mountain Film Fest has been going on. They're celebrating it. Come on. The FMFF. Um, so you can hit them up at the website. It's going to be going on April 7th through the 10th, the actual film fest. Mm-hmm. And they're really hoping um, to make it in person. So they did virtual last year. I think they still um, may go virtual, but right now we're on track to prepare for it being in person. So look for what films they have available April 7th through the 10th and locations. Um, And you can check that information out at FlagstaffMountainFilms.org. Okay. You can also choose to be a sponsor. So if you want to like sponsor Uh, the cool products they're putting out there, that'd be a good way to do it. Can we just mention one real quick too? Yeah, I, I, Pluto is a planet. We've already established <laughs> oh, that. I Heart Pluto Fest, man, that's it, also it coming can, right up. Yeah, I was the one that turned you on to the I Heart Pluto Fest, and now, uh, no, now you won't shut up about it. Yeah, the only thing I can talk about is how Pluto is a planet, <laughs> and Lake Mary is blue. I'm stuck on these two things. <laughs> one or both of those things. <laughs> Are questionable. <laughs> uh, neither are questionable. Both stay uh, very factual in, yeah. the, in their basis. Yeah. yeah. It was 92 years ago that Pluto was discovered. 
Whether, whether it's a planet or not, it was 92 years ago that it was discovered. Dang, man. You know what that makes me think of real quick? Yeah. Unrelated? Yeah. Um, quick note for uh, shout out Teek Nhat Hanh, huh? Teek Nhat Hanh. He passed away two weeks ago. Yeah. I think he was 92 or 94 or something like that. Yeah. You're saying that number just brought an old... Yeah, I was wondering how those two correlated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to that, me. That Teek Nhat Hanh was roughly the same age as Pluto's discovery. When Pluto's discovery happened. Yeah. Okay. Both very important things in this world. Yeah. Yeah. One maybe more so than others to me. Yeah. Which one is that? Uh, Teek Nhat Hanh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, so for those of you man. where Pluto <laughs> supersedes that, you can hit yeah. up the iHeart Pluto Festival. It sounds like that would be the space for you. Yeah. It's actually, they actually have its own website just for the festival, mm-hmm. iHeartPluto.org. Yeah, and there's also a cult that you can join. So you can find that uh, if you go to the iHeart Pluto <laughs> Festival. You find, might find yourself in a cult eventually. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. <laughs> These are the far reaches of Pluto loving. I didn't know. Yeah, man. There's uh, we got Shaky Drakes as part of the CD underbelly of Flagpole. Yeah, and then there is a outlying cult that um, I don't know how to describe it, but there are some behaviors in reverence toward Pluto and its <laughs> planetdom that uh, yeah, very connected. Are they some. reverential? <laughs> reverential. Are they? In actuality, or are they just perceived to be? I don't know. It might involve a bunch of psychedelics and some various sorts of drugs and out in the middle of the forest. I don't know what people do in these cults. <laughs> it's cults. Sounds, sounds like you might know what they do. <laughs> I mean, I have an idea, but I don't know what from that looks like from minute experience. to minute. <laughs> just admit it. Just own it. <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the Pluto, Pluto planet cult. Yeah, hook me up with that PPC. <laughs> just own up to it. Yeah, PCP for the PPC. <laughs> Um, Good night. Sorry. Since you intended now that we've spent a majority of the time with the iHeart Pluto Festival, uh, might as well just briefly mention the Well Well Foundation. Yeah, um, yeah their fundraiser for mental health for river guides. It's called the Wingding. Wingding. Saturday, September, Fe- Fe- February nineteenth. There you go. Forty-eight <laughs> p.m. Coco Art Center. Yeah, come on. Yeah. It would be art or an auction. Raffle and good times. Good times, yeah. It's mostly outside, I think, so they can accommodate trying to uh, be safe. And they, similar to the Orpheum, I think, have some standards and expectations. So check that out at wellfoundation.org backslash wingding2022. Blammo. Yeah. All right, Dunny. That sounds good, man. We got those community event mentions in there, and I'd say that we did it rather efficiently. Yeah, we're yeah. only like uh, five minutes into recording, oh, which is oh man, s- seven, seven and a half. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, there's a huge difference there for me. Oh, so so, if you're listening to this and where you're at is less than seven and a half minutes, you can thank us for cutting out a portion of what we've shared yeah, thus far. A large portion. Sorry about us, guys. Yeah. Good night. Anyways, today. We got that luxury of it not being you and I bantering back and forth, not guy talk. Yeah, yeah, guys talking. Man, we got an interview. Be on flag. Yeah. So who who are we going to be on flag with today? Ah, It's exciting. Today we're going to be on flag with Jason Costello, the founder and CEO of Canyon Coolers. So Jason, like many other well-intentioned folks, found himself in Flagpole, Arizona Nice in the early 1990s through an educational aspiration. Ah, yeah, he wanted to earn a degree from Harvard of the West, Daniel. Harvard of the West. Also, a.k.a. Northern Arizona University. Hashtag go. Fumberlax. Lumbers. Good job. <laughs> yeah, we got it, man. 
So following his degree or his time at NAU, he worked in a variety of settings and somehow, some way, found himself in the domain of slanging them coolerses. Ah, uh, he's... Coolerses? Yeah, cluerses. What, what did you say there? Uh, he was slanging them coolerses. What, <laughs> what conjugation is that? That's plural. So like coolers, right, would be a group of cooler. Which would be plural. Which would be plural. And then if you have a plural group of groups of coolers, right, if it's a group of group of coolers... You plural that which is plural. Coolers is. <laughs> okay. So for you. It's English, Dan. Debatable? I don't think it is. I'll just keep plowing ahead. Well, so, so just to be clear, you think plurals have plurals. So plural groupings that have plural groupings, you add another S. So he's yeah. slinging them coolers is. Yeah. So canning coolers is. Okay. Show me dams. In 2010, he founded canning coolers. And a few years later, he went all in with the biz. Since then, canning has won a variety of coolers awards. I guess coolers is awards really. And remains as one of the top products when compared to its competitors for ice retention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun to do sometime, huh? Have our side. We'll, we'll create a cooler. We'll, we'll compare it against canyons and just yeah, see that's whose an, ice melts faster. A, a magnificent idea. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dan. So anyways, uh, to go back to what you were saying, they're, they're, they're top of the line. Like of the world line. class. World class. Company, right? From right here in Flag. Right here in Flagpole. Nice. Um, and they offer a lifetime hassle-free warranty and identify their value of relationships essentially as the reason for this warranty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You might want to stay tuned to learn whether it is or is not also maybe a conflict avoidance strategy. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but maybe not. You'll have to stay tuned and learn. Yeah. Um, lastly, Jason shares a deep connection to the community of Flagstaff as his company has partnered with local artists, Ashley Matelski and Duane Koyawina, which can be found on their drinkware products. Yeah, those bottles are really cool. They created, uh, included the artwork of those artists. Yeah, yeah. From all out of Flagstaff again. Mm -hmm. And uh, Canyon, they anticipate partnering with Arizona Game and Fish and seek to continue building relationships with Flagpole and the surrounding communities. Stay tuned to learn about how Jason founded Canyon Coolers, the company's evolution over time, and various stories showing ways that all good things start with a bad idea. Come on. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in as we go Beyond Flag with... Jason Costello. Welcome to Beyond Flag, a Beyond the Pines production, created by, with, and for the people of Flagstaff building connection in the town we love. We are your hosts, Dr. Daniel J. Phillips, and Cody Bayless, also known as Dr. Chinchilla Nice Nice. Thanks for tuning in as we go beyond flag, straight from the dunny of our observatory. Here we are in Le Chateau, back in Le Chateau, sitting sitting with someone again today. Yeah, Jason Costello, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, looking forward to this one. You know, we got to say up front that... Uh, Jason, when we were setting this up, you thought that sitting with us may help you be a better communicator or someone in your life thought maybe it'd help you be a better communicator. And we are here to dissuade you of that notion. <laughs> I've been told I'm wrong and I need to go to therapy. So I'm hoping this counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, what's that? What's that saying in the courtroom process? Uh, 
time time counted or something like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Time, time served. Time, yes. time served. Yeah. Yeah, this might work. Start the clock. Right. Yeah. If you need a letter oh, from us man. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're happy to sign off. Good luck. That did yeah. crack me up, man. That was a great response. <laughs> we'll sign whatever you need. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to you. It's good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. This is our first interview of the of the new year also, of 2022. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we're bringing in the new year with Canyon Coolers. This is exciting. Canyon Coolers. Yeah. So Canyon Coolers is like uh, one of those companies that's just really tied here to Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started into Canyon Coolers. Oh, how did I get started? It was a little bit accidental. I, I think before Canyon Coolers got started, I was... Uh, I had a career doing industrial safety and kept sort of running into walls. Um, and I loved, I loved what I was doing, but um, the place I was working was running out of opportunity and it was a family owned business. They were bringing in the daughter with the master's degree and she's looking at me sideways at the time. And uh, <laughs> we've, we've since made our peace, but um, there just wasn't a lot of opportunity in Flagstaff. And I had one of those 3 a.m. moments. I'm, I'm not a natural entrepreneur, but I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, I have to make my own opportunities. Mm. And uh, sent me spiraling off into the universe in a, <laughs> in a few <laughs> different directions. But uh, before I knew it, um, myself, my wife at the time, and two other couples um, started this festival in town. And uh, it went pretty well. And it gave me a little bit of confidence and that led to the next great mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had started this festival called Hullabaloo. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had, had the perfect partners for it. Yeah. Um, Rand and Maddie and, and their, um, their others. And uh, yeah, it just came out fantastic. And then, um, yeah, the next thing you know, I'm invested in a production run for a cooler company out of Durango, but I don't know much about it. But all of a sudden, I have 500 coolers, <laughs> and uh, I'm delivering coolers to his clients. He had a ton of them in Flagstaff. It was all the whitewater shops here, the, uh, mm. the outfitters, the mm -hmm. guide companies, and uh, I'd deliver the coolers, and then he was supposed to uh, cut me a check after they paid him, and then the checks just kind of weren't showing up. <laughs> and it took about three tries, and I was like, you know, this isn't really going to work, is it? <laughs> and... Uh, I started selling the coolers and I kind of liked the gig and uh, it just sort of stuck, you know, so at, at some point I uh, decided to do it and we renamed the company Canyon Coolers and I uh, was off and running with, you know, now two side gigs, a day job and a festival and a cooler company. And uh, there was about two and a half years of 16 and a half hour days. Oh. <laughs> That's about my limit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, before you knew it, we finally got that thing up and running. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were bringing in um, kind of generic coolers really meant for the Australian market. They've had these kinds of coolers over there for like 40 years. I was fixing them up and changing latches and grumbling and griping about um, some of the QC, but really the coolers were pretty good. Yeah. And uh, we eventually grew it to where I was able to uh, do some of my own designs and I think right now we're at maybe 500 brick and mortar stores and we probably do another 40% of our business online direct, but we're, we're really known as the best whitewater coolers in the world right now. And uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Top of the line. Yeah. No doubt. What, what sets apart Canyon from the others? Um, I think there was, I have a ton of competition. There was like maybe 
six or five competitors when I started, and there's probably a hundred right now, but a lot have come and gone. And I think they were following a, a monetary wave. They were looking at uh, Yeti's successes. And I think, uh, one, I was too stubborn to quit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I've had a great team behind me, too, of people that are really passionate about the outdoors. And we, we care about customer service. And um, a lot of those other guys really didn't even do unique designs. And, and so I think some combination of service and design and, and just having people that gave a damn and uh, answering the phone and getting back to people with emails and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. basic customer service stuff mm-hmm. uh, helped us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're kind of playing it off, but even on your uh, website, you have like five values listed. One of them being like uh, the warranty, but in the warranty at the tell of it, it's a, it's a statement about how uh, you value relationships. And that's what motivates the desire to have a lifetime warranty, like the one, an unmatched lifetime warranty, like the one you have. So yeah, like uh, what's that focus on relationship? Cause that's got to compromise the bottom line at some point. So <laughs> Yeah, what, why that as a value? I think initially we were just lazy because there's a lot less tracking <laughs> you have to do when you, when you just like, all right, fine, I don't care when you bought it, we'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we realized, and some of it was happenstance, but our design happened to just hold up better. Uh, Roto molding is like a kind of an archaic, bizarre way to make plastic products, but. Um, it just so happened that our design uh, stopped the lids from warping on the coolers. So we just had like a better product <laughs> and it didn't need quite as much warranty. And uh, I don't want somebody upset over, you know, dropping caning coolers over a $2 latch or something. I'll just give them the latch. So uh, we were covering people regardless. So we just decided to make it official policy. And uh, if you find a way to break it, we'll find a way to fix it or replace it. And, uh, yeah, we tried to find a, finally collect all the data from everywhere and kind of look at how bad the bottom line was as a result. And uh, I thought it was going to be exponentially worse than it was. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. So uh, we're happy to keep keep continuing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one other thing I noticed too is uh, um, so recently you came out with, uh, or I don't know how recent it was. I recently became aware of it. You connected with two artists to design water bottles. So absolutely, Dwayne Koyawena and uh, Ashley Matelski. Yeah, and so how did that come about? Those are two local artists. How did that come about? That partnership. You know, um, starting maybe six or seven years ago, I realized I needed to kind of hire to my weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, being that I'm completely disorganized mess, my ops manager is almost has a photographic memory, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's an extension of that. I was like, I needed to be in the drinkware business a little more because I'm shipping empty boxes to stores all over the place. And that's not good on your bottom line. Like you want something inside the box to make it all worthwhile at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't figure out how to add something to drinkware. Like it just didn't, didn't have that creative spark. And um, finally, we realized, like, the answer's sort of been in front of me all along. It's like, connect to those around you, connect to the community. And um, it's been fantastic working with these artists. Like, they really, they helped us, and and I think we helped them. I'm like, hey, I'm your marketing guy now. I'm going to put you guys out there, and everyone's going to know who you are. 
and uh, yeah, we'll make a dollar, but you know, you'll make a dollar too. It'll all be good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's worked out great. Yeah. I can't wait to do more of them, honestly. Do you plan to use, uh, work with more artists beyond Duane and Ashley? We haven't, um, we haven't narrowed anything down yet specifically, but I think okay. it'd be great to work with a Navajo artist. Um, I'd like to work with uh, Fish and Game a little bit. They do a lot of good conservation stuff, and it'd be mm-hmm. nice to um, maybe probably come up with their own design, but then you know, help them out and get them some exposure mm-hmm. too. Oh, for yeah. sure. Did, didn't Mother Road do something with uh, Fish and Game, the protect and conserve yes they actually um, I used to be part of this CEO group and we would all get in a room and cry um, (laughs) (laughs) but that's how Michael and I met we like to cry in a room with other men and uh, there's some other women too but um, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) we sort of grew up together you know in a way our companies were basically started the same year and uh, it's been fantastic to see their success too and and to want to work with them is just natural and I, I didn't realize when opening a cooler company, beer companies would stop by and say hello. But <laughs> it's been a, this unintended awesomeness, and uh, we'll yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rapport and relationship. Yeah. yeah, that works together. Those two things go hand in hand in many ways, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. So, kind of through that, um, through your relationship with Mother Road. Is that sort of what, I guess, uh, the interest in getting connected with fishing game? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm not the hunter per se, but I've got several on our staff. And, um, you know, we want to kind of be inclusive to the outdoors in the Southwest and and, uh, working with those guys a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the image that comes across is like you actually seem connected both to the community and the region. Like Ashley and Dwayne are local artists um, here. One's indigenous, one's artwork is really representative of the outdoor and uses outdoor materials and mediums. Um, and so uh, even when you talk about fishing game, there's this real connection both to the people in the area, but also the region. Yeah, what is that about? Is that just a part of you? Is that a part of an, in, an intentional part of the company? What is that? It's, it's the art of cooler warfare. <laughs> I, I, I can't yeah. be Yeti. I can't be the big guy. So I'll be the small guy. And like, we never really connected well with like coastal fishermen, yeah. you know? So, uh, but we've connected well with that mountain West, you know, yeah. and, uh, and it's paid off. Um, people get it right. For some reason I have like eight dealers in Bend, Oregon and people in Montana and Wyoming. So they're, I was trying to connect with Arizona in the Southwest, but it's it's sort of working for our type of people. It's the yeah. people that look like Flagstaffians that yeah. connect with our brand, and that's been awesome. Yeah, that mountain town. Absolutely. Uh, that's cool. What was, that, what was it like for you as the business was developing and growing? You mentioned working 16 and a half hour days for a while there, and hey, I guess I'm just curious as things, you know, maybe get a deal where coolers are going outside of town or... Um, being an entrepreneur is, is um, it's interesting. I mean, the first few years was just sheer stubbornness and a setup for manic depression. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you get two or three compliments. You're like, I'm going to live on my own island. And then you get, <laughs> then you get two or three mistakes hit you in the face. And like, I'm going to die broken or bridge. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my own island. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or you get man. a new competitor and you look at their website all night, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> The art, of cooler, the art of cooler warfare. If you need someone to write your book for you, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the title, yeah. right? Yeah. The art of cooler warfare. Uh, it's evolved since then, but you're always like looking at your own shortcomings as an entrepreneur. You're like, I, I can only get this as far as I can get this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ups and downs. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Ups and downs. Uh, you know, we try to say to customers, the boss, but cash flow really is. And that's a rough lesson too sometimes. <laughs> sure. Um, In what ways? Well, I, what I was really naive about was just the cost of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, like you sell a cooler, you, you made a buck, but like um, you want to sell a few more and like it, it just gets, it's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so there's a, there's a challenge there um, to make that happen and, and test my patience all the time because I mm-hmm. don't have any to begin with. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You seem patient. Um, so then essentially, let me see if I'm understanding like... Uh, uh, you know, you sell some coolers, you make money off of that, and then deciding how much money to reinvest back in. But if you get stuck in that cycle, you're always having to sell more to make more, and it becomes this this thing that feels pressure. It feels like pressure. Or? It does. Like there's when you hit one goal, you immediately sort of set up the next goal, mm-hmm. and then. You've you know, I don't always stop and go like, wow, we did that in August, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so that's on me a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's technically kind of difficult because we'll make the product, then we get it, then we sell it to somebody on terms. So they've got 30 days or 45 days to pay me, or maybe they take some 60 days, but mm-hmm. I still have to have more coolers coming mm-hmm. to get to the next guy. Uh. And you don't, these aren't huge profit margins. I know they're expensive coolers, but they, they cost a lot to make. So you're, you end up needing a lot more money to grow a little bit. And uh, so that's, that's the treadmill part of it that you, if we figure out on the back end. But uh, yeah. But uh, I really like creating the new products and getting them out there. Whichever one I created last is usually my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's been awesome. And then seeing my the staff has gotten to grow through through the process and to watch them believe and grow and get better and the company get better is like, that's what I live off of. Yeah. As more people get brought into the company, is that feel, I don't know, almost wonder like threatening, you know, in some sort of way, like do you feel responsible for people? And absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I put the company first and, um, yeah, sometimes I'm not paying myself particularly well and we're, we're kind of getting past that hump finally. But, uh, but yeah, I do definitely feel a responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what's it like, the team culture there at Canyon Coolers? I am a, a lot of very passionate people, so you end up with strong wills. Um, <laughs> it, it can be like herding cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so much better than having somebody that doesn't care. So there's some headaches, but, you know, it's, it's about disagreeing without making it personal and... Mm-hmm. I tell, I tell them too, it's about failure, yeah. fail constantly, fail all the time, <laughs> you know, fail quick, fail cheap, uh, own it, move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I tried every color in the world out there and 90% of them were horrible, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but when we looked into the sandstone, it really looked like us. It looked like Arizona. It fed our brand and like it did much better than I ever would have thought it would do. So that was like a failure that worked out. And then you try to scale that and go from there. So when did you, when did you roll the dice to, you, you mentioned having the holo blue yes. and, and the full-time job. When yes. did you roll the dice to stop the full-time work? When did you turn the corner on those 16 and a half hour days? Oh, when the steam was coming out of my ears. Um, 
we finally just decided to part ways the where I was working. And yeah. they kept me on as a consultant for a while and I was going to Peabody Coal and doing a lot of like gas monitoring stuff and that mm-hmm. really helped on the side there. Mm-hmm. And um but yeah, I, I had a good thing I had some savings because it was scratch and go for mm-hmm. for several years there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but yeah, year three, year four, you could pay yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So it took three, four years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I was wondering to like reflect on the highs and lows of the company. Is there any particular high that stands out? Ooh, um, the first cooler that like I really put my heart and soul into design wise was this thing called a prospector. And, um, it was designed, it just so happened to fit my raft perfectly, but it was pretty innovative for what it was. Uh And, uh, it rode on your raft frame and you had the drain plug where you could get to it. And it was designed to be better than the other guys. And the first time I made the mold, we had to throw it away. It didn't work. Broke my heart. (laughs) Cost me another year. So this thing I'd been trying to give birth to for four years finally happened. Oh yeah. And, uh, that was cool. And like, and I love all the river companies out there in the West, but they all think they're the king of cool. And they'd all be like, no, Jason, you need to change this this way or do this a little bit that way. And uh, we went back to this conference um, this year and I hadn't been there in like six years. And all of a sudden I was accepted, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. They were changing their frames to fit my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang. And, okay. uh, and we had some credibility in that community, and that's always been a community I've felt tied to. So it was really nice to get a little recognition. Yeah. Yeah, you you mentioned, um, just in learning about you, I heard you self-reference as a whitewater guy. So you're, you're part of the river community and or have a history there? Yeah, I was never the professional whitewater guy. Mm-hmm. I was the Caden College um, destroying canoes on the Verde River, I think was our specialty. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have various friends, some of them from back east, and they bring out these big aluminum canoes, and we would, you know, unintentionally destroy them on the Birdie River. Mm-hmm. They had no business being. Mm-hmm. And uh, that evolved to buying a raft almost on a lark. And uh, we were also sinking a lot of canoes in the, in the San Juan River as well, and uh, our significant others weren't particularly happy with that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Go with two canoes, come back with one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, like, oh, we lost the stove. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, I did like- the whole Verde River once, too, and it was I had no skin below my knees. <laughs> just I, kneeling? Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. It was pre-YouTube, and I was just falling out of the boat left and right. Didn't know how to brace, which is, like, the first thing you learn. And uh, so I learned the hard way. I learned the yeah. stubborn way, but yeah. uh, fell into it, and uh, it fit like a glove, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you mean fit like a glove? So how did you end up? uh, You also mentioned uh, in talking to Cody and I that you're a transplant to Flagstaff 30 years ago. Um, So was that in college or how did you end up being on the river? How did you end up being on the rivers in this area? It was in college. But to preface that, I I grew up in this Coast Guard family. So like I went to like six different elementary schools. And Mm. and uh, so my father was this commander in the Coast Guard and uh, his dad was a sea cook. So I'm a third generation sailor Mm -hmm. looking for water. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so that was part of it. I grew up scuba diving and sailing and, uh, you know, otherwise getting salt in my nose and uh, made sense to to put some fresh water up there. Yeah. Which coast? So where, where were you at? Oh, take your pick. Uh, a lot of Virginia, um, but Guam, Hawaii, a little bit of Seattle, um, 
New wow. York. Wow. Yeah. So you, you do something different everywhere you go and try to have appreciation for different things. And I think that's helped me too in my career. Yeah. When did things become more stable in that way instead of bouncing? It sounds like you're all over the planet. Uh, high school, I, we kind of settled into that Virginia area and I got to go to, I only went to two high schools. So that, that worked out nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you might have said this, but what was the thing that brought you to Flagstaff and what was that year? Oh, it was uh, Northern Arizona University brought me here. Come on, was, Harvard uh, of the West. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I came in 1990. I don't know if it was really called Harvard of the West quite yet. <laughs> it was still burgeoning. I had some work to yeah. do at that Grateful point. Dead is, of the it, West. Yeah. is it currently called Harvard of the West? <laughs> it's devolved in the last five years a year. Yeah. But there's hope. Yeah. That's it. I'm almost local, so been here since 1990. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, you've seen the town change, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. How did you pick NAU? Because you're mentioning, so you are, you're referencing like saltwater, like ocean stuff, right? Southwest, not so much known for bodies of water. Um, <laughs> I like Mary. Yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did Northern Arizona get on your radar to even attend? Uh, that, that came via my mom's side of the family. Her uh, her father uh, retired out to Mesa, Arizona, oh, okay. and her youngest sister was out there. And then her next sister moved out there. So there was some family. Uh, so it was an opportunity to be close, but not too close to family. And she just really thought I would take the Flagstaff. So she knew something, something I didn't. But uh, it clicked right off. It did. I mean, I'd never been overshadowed by mountains that way. I mean, you, you have them in Hawaii, but it's different. And uh, I think like, I was like looking at those mountains every day gone. Well, they're a whole lot bigger than my problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it kind of helped, it just really um, it clicked. And everyone here, all my friends initially were like forestry majors and stuff like that. I was, I had never been a, a camper guy. And all of a sudden I got to do all this outdoor stuff um, to a degree I hadn't before. And it was fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's really neat to hear you describe being able to look at the mountains and just kind of describe like, oh, those are bigger than my own problems. And it, yeah, I guess I was just curious to hear more about that. <laughs> my long list of problems. <laughs> <laughs> the connection to the mountains. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like they didn't care, but the, they're there and they're beautiful. And um, yeah, it lets you, the rafting part, you forget you have a mortgage, you forget you have any, anything happening at the house. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody that's really into the outdoors has that moment. It might not be rafting. It might be, you know, maybe it's a hunting thing or maybe it's uh, another activity. But we all kind of look for that, right? That being fully present in the moment. Yeah. Well, you, uh, earlier you referenced like uh, people in those other mountain towns have that flagstaff look. I think people in these regions, right, they do. They find solace. They find comfort in going and doing something um, that's totally separate from, you know, being kind of in the rat race of it all. Absolutely. That's like part of why we're all on flag. We all pay a little price to be here. And that's it. Yeah, my, you know, the business might be bigger or more successful down in Phoenix, but I don't, we wouldn't have the same kind of people working for us. And I, that's going to take a toll too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Be a different brand. Yeah. In that, it sounds like there's a, there's a deep connection to the town itself with the business too. Like it wouldn't be, we're just going to drive the business to grow it and find ourselves in somewhere like Phoenix. It sounds like it's important for you to be here. It is. It's, it's part of our DNA. Um, mm. um, they were making super coolers here, like in the eighties with like fiberglass and foam and, you know, all by hand. It's part of the reason that cooler company is here. You know? so. Yeah. 
because of the region and the river rafting. So you got into it. You came into, you came to college, came to NAU and started just going down the Verde, looking for water, not being near a coast or directly near a coast. Right. And uh, so do you have any, I'd be curious, <laughs> I don't know if you'll go this route, but uh, what's the craziest river story you have or what, what's the <laughs> most extreme thing that happened in some of those early adventures? Oh gosh. We lost all our boats once on the Colorado. All like, of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every single boat. Crazy. Yeah. The, uh, another large commercial boat came around the corner and found all of our boats. And there was life preservers tied to all the ropes. And they thought like everyone had drowned. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we were in this little side canyon called Mat Cat. And it's like kind of hard to get in there. And there's like one slippery rock to tie to. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I was with a bunch of much older folks. They were about 65 on average. And then we had to hike them up a cliff and then across a mesa and down, you know, it was a, a mile to retrieve them. There was one person with all the rafts, but she was legally blind at the time. She had taken her contacts out. And <laughs> so that was a little disturbing. <laughs> so yeah. they came off the rock yeah. and just headed down the street. <laughs> it, so then how came did you get reconnected with them? Or? Uh, thankfully, the commercial boat that had thought we'd all drowned, like, saw this mess and this one girl trying to paddle 15 boats to the side. And they they, they helped her out, and uh, they got all the boats oh. into an eddy about a mile down the river. Yeah. And uh, so that worked out. And did you all just walk <laughs> down, down river then? We walked down river, but we had to, like, climb up and then walk across this mesa. And then we still couldn't see the boats. They were yeah. just really well hidden, so we yeah. didn't know, and we're... We're rushed, and you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> some of the yeah. group dynamics got a little more challenging. But we <laughs> put everything in a pressure cooker and that, see what happens. Yeah, right? yeah. that's the that's the diplomatic business owner way of yeah. saying, man, people people are going to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> some people were about to we were we were deciding yeah. who to leave behind, who not, yeah. <laughs> whether or not you would eat each yeah, other. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering in my mind because you can't communicate like. So she was with the boat, so she's able to tell people, no, this wasn't like a mass drowning. <laughs> they get the boats to the side, but you can't communicate with her. Yeah, so it's like you guys just walk in downstream looking for the boats, downriver looking for the boats, and she's probably wondering how you all are going to be able to figure out what to do. Or And then you guys are up on a mesa. We're up on a mesa. We know there's another rapid coming called Upset Rapid. And we're like, okay, what kind of mess? You know, if those things make it to Upset Rapid, it's going to be upsetting. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like everything's going to tip over. And uh, I wonder if my food will last. And there there it was. That was the birthplace of i got to really make sure coolers can handle a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yes. Yeah. Even on the website, right, doesn't it say something like it's not a matter of when uh, when the boat flips, it's uh, or not a matter if the boat flips, it's a matter of when the boat flips. It did. It took me a long time to get my first flip in, but I was in up in Moab on uh, Westwater, and there was this rapid called Sakatumi, and it's, <laughs> it lived up to its name. It like ripped one of my pant legs off. I, I didn't even know it for like two hours, but uh, it took me to the bottom of the river, and I got almost to the top of the water again, and then it sucked me down, like just my hand made it above water. Mm. And uh, then I got to think about my daughter for a little bit, mm. and uh, <laughs> oh, geez. and I realized, okay, the next one's got to count. I'm gonna have to get to the top and get mm-hmm. some air. And uh, so I was recirculating in there, mm. which, which happens once in a while. Got, survived that, and <laughs> Yeah. Man, these rapids seem a pretty, uh, like appropriately named for your situations you've had here, huh? 
socket to me and upset rapid. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun taking newbies on the river. Cause then you can just make up, you know, skull and daggers <laughs> next. Yeah. Skull and daggers. Oh, skull and daggers. <laughs> sure. Sure. Arm ripper. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Surely death. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's good. I remember uh, Canyon did a, I thought it was really cool. It was probably, well, I mean, it's hard to reflect on the last couple of years. It might've been a few months ago or might've been two years ago, but, um, Canyon put out like a short video with a trail runner. Uh, do you remember that on, on Instagram? Oh yeah. The Coconino Cowboys. Uh, I think we're involved with that or to some degree, but, um, one of my, I have a extremely creative guy doing some marketing for me and he's gotten into triathlons and long distance running. Um, and he's a hunter in town too, but, um, he sort of set that up and made that happen. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's an amazing community up here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. World-class ultra runners. Yeah. I remember that video just some really neat shots of, um, I can't remember who it was in the, oh. in the frame, but on the, on the mountain. And yeah, there was a girl that owns part of a dark star, I think. And she yeah. was, she was featured in one of our running videos. Yeah, so that, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah I see that yeah. brewery cooler connection coming back again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Recurring yeah, theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a really neat video, I remember. And did it have to do with some... I feel like it had to do with mental health in some way. Or talked about trail running as a as a way to to improve mental health or something. Maybe I'm making that up, but that's kind of what I remember. No, yeah, it's how she cleared her head and how she, you know, okay. set her day. My best friend when I was 18 committed suicide. So, like, mental... And I got to find the body and all this stuff, um, which is, might be another reason I ended up in Arizona, was just a change of pace time. Mm-hmm. But mental health stuff, uh, you know, catches my attention and... We want to support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really neat to see that. I would wonder if you had, do you have any plans to continue doing that? Or do you have ideas for videos and that sort of thing that would continue to um, show Canyon support for mental health? Oh, that's a good question. I leave the video guy. The video stuff is mostly being done by my marketing video guy. And so he got a puppy recently. So we've had puppy videos popping out. <laughs> And, you know, puppies rule the gram, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Puppies and cats. Puppies That's and it. cats, yeah. That's it. I know. We don't have any shuffle dancing coming up, but, you know, we're working on it. Shuffle dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll take note and make sure that the, the, the marketing guy gets the shuffle dancing happening. Huh? That's, it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, we have a secret bobsled run coming up. That's That might be our mental health day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, which brings to mind, I totally spaced this, but cooler runnings. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I, I would love to hear about the origin of cooler runnings. And it seemed like such a cool it's, thing. It was such a dumb idea. We had to embrace it. Absolutely. That, that <laughs> is, that's how every good idea starts. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. uh, what's, this is completely ridiculous. Let's turn ice chests into bobsleds. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was one of those days that is so perfect that you just sort of remember it forever. Mm-hmm. It was like. You know, we only we were trying to keep it small, like 15 people and then maybe 80 people showed up and like the whole week of people like there's rumor in town, there's rumor in town. They're calling us oh, trying yeah. to find out what's going on. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, like these great companies were kind of feeling like us, like we got to blow off this vid stuff, this dark cloud. And uh, they decided to do it with us. And we were super lucky to have Saba and Mother Road and uh, Casey Highlights in particular came came to play. And yeah. uh we had couches and rafts going down these hills. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Where did y'all go for that? There's a snow play area out there in Fort Tuthill. And uh, the, the manager there has just been fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. just let us have the park. And, um, boy, you know, I hope we get him some good publicity or something because he's really done this right. And uh, yeah. 
we're actually going to do it again on the 17th. So okay, looking forward to oh, it. We have cool. a few more people signed up. A couple of Decker's brands are in and a yeah. couple other raft companies. So yeah, oh, we're looking forward to it. Great. So is that like type of thing? If someone hears this, like um, maybe watch for the, the media with it, but don't show up. <laughs> yeah, we're not ready for 2,000 people. Yeah. We're maybe ready for 150. So yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not ready be, to go full hullabaloo there. Yeah. Yeah. This might be a thing. This might be the hullabaloo of the winter, huh? Yeah. 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 yeah I, honestly, when I saw that on Instagram, I was cracking up, like watching the video that y'all did and yeah, oh, watching yeah. people and I flat down the hill. And uh, you mentioned that Casey Highlights came to play. What did What did they do? Oh man, they, they they showed up with like 20 people in black leather vests, so it looked like yeah. something out of Happy Days. Come on. And they had this badass fire pit with flames coming out with their logo. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they had a black sled with covered in lights. And it was the lights were just going off and they they're spinning in circles down the hill. And um, yeah, they had a great one. And then Saba had one where they put like they put inflatable um, raft pieces on the sides of the boat, and they had oars as part of the sled. Yeah. Uh, that one was that one was great. Um, ours, by comparison, was very fast, but it, you know, it didn't quite keep up with those two. Like, what did you do to make it fast? Yeah, we have a great ski guy that just yeah. happens to work at Canyon. He's our sales guy, and. Um, so he knew exactly what wax to put on that day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had four full-size skis, which I think helped with the heaviness of, like, we had a very heavy sled. And, um, yeah, it just worked out. Went down fast. It went it. down fast. Were there guidelines for the sleds? Yeah, none. None whatsoever. <laughs> Completely <laughs> disorganized, sort of like me. And <laughs> we warned them there could be, you know, mild to moderate bruising and... Um, <laughs> Yeah. And no broken bones, no eating No, no. Somehow, somehow the weather was just perfect and the snow was perfect. I was terrified leading up to this thinking it was going to be, the sled's going to be way too fast. We're going to get, we're going to have bodily injuries. <laughs> you know, I had my off-duty paramedic friend yes. showing up in case and uh, it just worked out perfect. You yeah. weren't handing out waivers though. You weren't. No, but I think the sled park is fully insured. So like, we were kind of like riding that. <laughs> <laughs> Riding that wish, that dream. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so good. In the name too, right? Like uh, one of the greatest movies ever. So the next one's coming up here in a couple of weeks. It sounds like uh, we can watch and that sort of thing. And then uh, you mentioned a couple other raft companies join. Anyone we should be looking out for this year? Oh, I think the dark horse might be um, Artisan Metalworks. Ooh. Tim Quigley over there. Those guys know yeah. how to to uh, fabricate beautiful functional things and yeah. like he the first question out of his mouth was can i modify it can i modify it can i modify it, I modify it? <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's got a vision at any rate yeah, so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah it wants to be yeah. a colossal success yeah, yeah or, or, or death or yeah something <laughs> something's gonna happen maybe maybe sign the waiver for uh, artisan this year yeah yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> sign up to be in the sled <laughs> yeah for sure oh that's good yeah, i was thinking our profession probably wouldn't lend itself too well to creating a uh, a sled yeah we get a bunch of books and try to make those go down a hill huh? yeah we, usually uh, angry books maybe you, you got cormac mccarthy up there that's perfect yeah, yeah. we do got some mccarthy yeah maybe <laughs> that book we'll slick it up yeah, yeah. Send it down the hill the issue the issue jason is actually uh like uh 
Cody's personal construction work is called C minus construction. Yeah. So like, you know, artisan metal works, they're going to really be able to fab something <laughs> capably. Yeah. The issue with us is not the material as much as the fab process. The, the process and the product. Yeah. Our, our slogan, uh, we put it on a side of a piece of cardboard and then taped it to my friend's truck and it said C minus construction. It was misspelled. And the slogan is a little less good than average. <laughs> That's what we shoot for. Yeah. You're talking about my permanent record, I feel like. Yeah. 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 A little less good than average. Yeah, it'll get done. It's little, just a little less good than average. It'll get yeah. done? Yeah. yeah. It'll get done. But in some time frame, and the outcome yeah. will be a little less good than average. Yeah. A little less good than average. And I've seen it firsthand, and it, that's a that's an appropriate slogan. Yeah, it might be even aspirational. Yeah. 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 Some of it's a lot less than average. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I'd also be curious to go back to Hullabaloo a little bit. My wife and I used to live on the corner of Birch and Sickgreaves. And whenever it was Hullabaloo, it was like, okay, I think we're not sleeping for the next couple of days. <laughs> that, that might happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it would just be, you know, you could hear the music in the background and stuff. I'd, I'd love to hear about the evolution of Hullabaloo and how you got involved initially. Oh, gosh. It, you know, um, Rand Jenkins and, and Maddie here in town, um, well, I, I knew we needed to create my own opportunity, right? I had that 3 a.m. moment, and uh, we talked to those guys about just a little beer festival. And then you had Fat Tire getting kicked out of town for just being complete louts down there at the time. And they they were bumping up against the city bureaucracy, and, and, and neither neither side was really having it. Um, so we saw this hole when they left, and it was like, all right, we can do a friendlier, nicer version of this. Okay. And, um, and that's kind of where it was born to like really uh, bring different elements of Flagstaff together and let the free mm -hmm. flag fly. So uh, I guess, yeah, like did it start out initially as it is now? It seems like it evolved over time. Um, it really hasn't changed too much. Uh, I, I, I no longer own it. I'm not a partner. I sold out around year five and they're on year 10 or 11 right now. Okay. I did go back for the 10th year. It was a blast. It, the community embraced it, so it did get a little bigger and probably a little louder. And I, I don't want to admit that in front of certain people in City Hall. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of hoops to jump through to put that on down there. I will say that. Sure. There's yeah. this real pattern for you. I don't know if you catch it, but you're always like bringing people together or at least involved in whatever is bringing people together. Like, uh you kind of fell into the cooler thing, but then it evolves into ideas like uh, cooler runnings. You got the holo blue. You mentioned briefly, and we didn't go into detail, but that business owners group that you would meet with. So there's like this consistent involvement or engagement with others, even the artists that you brought in for Canyon Coolers. Where, where does that come from? What's that characteristic it, for you? It's it's tough being alone, so I like to deflect blame on other folks, really. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. He made me do it. Come yeah. on. Totally. <laughs> so, Cody, if you ever get a call, call from Jason saying, hey, I'd like, hey, to, I'd like uh, you to go yeah. into the mental health, partner with mental health in yeah. some way. He's just yeah. looking for someone else. He's someone else, yeah. <laughs> Carry the blame. Oh, gosh. No, I do, but I do like connecting with people and like seeing and it's really neat too. Like you get these random calls, especially early days of Canyon Coolers when I'm the guy answering the phone and doing absolutely everything. And it'd be, some guy would talk to you for an hour about his airboat in Louisiana and, and where this cooler is going to fit on this airboat. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I was selling coolers to Iceland at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. They were, 
it was a Meals on Wheels deal, and they didn't want the food to freeze while they're driving around Iceland so mm-hmm, delivering yeah. meals. I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, and they were keeping it from freezing. From freezing, they yeah. did the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they, they flipped Amazing. the script, and it had not occurred to me. And uh, what else? Oh, we had some folks out of Denver that were up at the North Pole putting $40,000 ice samples into the coolers, taking them back to the lab so they could study them, stuff like that. Yeah. um, So, yeah, you just never know. Or the blood bank guy that needed blood to last for 36 or 48 hours. You know, we did a few modifications for him just to, you know, he had to have a certain handle a certain way or whatever. Those are important utilities like uh, research. Yeah, uh, blood samples, meals on wheels, people, and meals on wheels. Come on, I'd imagine you never thought that would yeah happen when you're no, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the connection with the breweries, and then uh, yeah, yeah, these these yeah unique utilities pop up for it. Yeah, the sciences, the uh, humanities, humanities. Um, one thing that we typically we, we like to include in our interviews, Jason, is we always like to talk about your connection to the town a little bit, and we've gone over that for sure. Um, one thing that for me, I always wonder is how would you describe your connection to Flagstaff? Oh, wow. Well, I've got a daughter here now, so now we've got roots, right? Uh, we've got this little mountain girl growing up here. <laughs> the Flagstaff vibe is so fantastic, and the people that are here are this just really nice blend of creative, um, but you still have some people that are efficient or effective. It's not a pure artist community, but it's uh, people uh, people that have a passion about something greater than themselves or their paycheck. Mm-hmm. And uh, So yeah, you have to run into a National Geographic photographer or right. you know, uh, there's a lot of people doing some neat things up here. Yeah. And I, I guess the thing I would highlight is you're one of those people. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canyon's a really cool thing. Yeah, hearing your stories is really, it's fun. And it, yeah, it's cool to hear you reflect on some of those things that you've been able to create and produce. And I mm-hmm. think Canyon's and what you've been able to do is a huge part of the fabric here. Yeah. And oh, I know. Are, There's yeah. so many more products I want to build too, but I've got to like, keep an eye on that bottom line. I've got two or three engineered out right now. And yeah. I'm just like, oh. He's ready, man. <laughs> that scientist is ready. Yeah. yeah. Got that vision. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And we have uh, coming up on February 17th, we'll be able to check them socials. Canyon Coolers. Don't yeah. miss the cooler running. Oh, man. Videos yeah. of. It's, uh, all, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all down there. Downhill from there. Well done. True that. Yeah. But I'm fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to meet with us. We genuinely appreciate you just spending a minute to hang out and chat. Oh, I, I appreciate being part of the community and getting to meet you guys. It's been great too. Back in Le Chateau, you and I. <laughs> just Cody and Dan. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Sorry about Dan, guys. <laughs> for what? <laughs> for being back in Le Chateau? Yeah, man. Just sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man have we ever used that statement the sorry for i don't think we have yeah man. yeah man that's a real connective thing for us right yeah for sure just to, i guess cue our listeners in right we got yeah. really down the rabbit hole with the beastie boys um in the <laughs> last couple of years <laughs> several different points <laughs> different points yeah <laughs> one recently was uh we were back at that point and so one of the um one of the interviews that they did was with Dak Shepard, right, on the yeah. on the armchair? Yeah, from a while back. Yeah. yeah, that was a while back. And so uh, Mike D's kind of doing his thing. He's uh, aloof and happy. <laughs> He's yeah. kind of in, in his own world. In his own world. Ad Rock is 
in also his, in his own world. <laughs> one's happy and fun-loving, yeah. and one's a little contagious. Yeah. Warm and fuzzy, the other one's a little cold and prickly. And uh, <laughs> at some point in the interview, doesn't Ad-Rock send a... It's on a Zoom yeah. call, right? And so at some point, it doesn't Ad-Rock send a message to Dax and to Monica that says, hey guys, sorry about Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's all yeah. it says. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like in the middle of the interview. And then they bring yeah. it up in the podcast and they, they yeah. posted pictures of it, didn't they? That's or, right, that's yeah. right, yeah. So you and I were doing that same thing when we were in Zoom meetings as we would start apologizing to people that we were with for one another. Hey guys, that's mostly you apologizing for me, which is like a reversal of, <laughs> yeah. of like kind of the match of the personalities. Yeah, truly. Or the ad rock. Yeah, apologizing for Mike. Yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, cantankerous ad rock apologizing for just fun loving Mike. Just fun loving Mike, man. Just having a good time. Yeah. So I thought it'd be good for our listeners to just me to apologize for you. Sorry for Dan. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, guys, about Dan. <laughs> um, but Dan, some of that fun loving nature. Jason Costello. Man. Got, got that going for him. No doubt. No doubt. It's so fun sitting with him, right? Yeah. yeah like, uh, one, his laugh is like contagious and he tells some stories that were really, really pretty funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What'd you take from it or what was it like sitting in the room with him? Gosh, you know, for me, again, it was, it, it was really, it was fun. I had a fun time interviewing Jason and sitting with him. Um, like some of his stories were so engaging. Like for me, the, when we we're going through the cooler running stuff, mm-hmm. like hearing him describe it. And then also, mm-hmm. I just remember real briefly, just kind of the, what they posted on Instagram about it. And I remember laughing at like what they were putting on Instagram. <laughs> like it was funny. Yeah. And to just kind of see that it's like, Hey, here's an idea. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. for me, I love that stuff. Yeah. And he's like, any, any bad idea start or any good idea starts with a bad idea. Whatever he said, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's how it works. Yeah. 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 It's cool that they do those things. Yeah. Yeah. He just casually throws out. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Talking, <laughs> talking about cooler running. Cooler running, man. Yeah, just what an idea. Just knocking it out of the park. Qualitatively yeah. sitting with him, right? It's like uh, there were these moments of just real energy and enthusiasm he could bring to bringing people together. That's the thing yeah. I pulled and I, I reference it in talking to him is I just think he has that real ability to connect with others or a desire and a pull to facilitate yeah. opportunities to do so. Yeah. Also, like the way that he pays attention to the region and then tries to respond to the region informing what he's doing yeah. is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was, yeah, I really support what you're saying just in terms of him bringing people together. It seems like he has an interest in continuing to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He comes across, he was referencing, and some of this was during the podcast, some, t- some of it was after, but he references this wide range of people that buy products. You know, if you were to yeah. compare on spectrums of like, uh, uh, I don't know, something divisive as political affiliation or just something as undivisive as different ways people connect to the outdoors. Yeah. And he's just like open to everyone. It's, yeah. it, there's like not judgment. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, cool acknowledgement and humor in just learning everyone's story. Yeah, totally. Man, so big, big, big shout, nice shout to uh, Jason Costello and the, yeah. the crew at Canyon Coolers. Yeah, all the crew, huh? Yeah, totally. I, I really do. I'm not, like I was trying to be genuine at the end, like I really do think Canyon Coolers brings a lot to this yeah. community. Like yeah, they yeah, partner yeah. with a lot of people and um, provide jobs for folks in town. I think that's all great stuff. And it's cool to see him incorporate like the work with uh, Ashley and Duane also. Yeah. Well, why don't you take us out by shouting us out? No doubt. You can always find us on the interwebs, www.beyondflag.com, flag spelled F-L-G. And you can always, always sometimes kind of find us on Instagram, <laughs> beyond underscore flag, and you'll never sometimes kind of 
stumble upon us on Twitter, also beyond underscore flag. You can all, always search us on those two enterprises. We'll be there. No guarantee that there'll be a recent post. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah. Take care. Loveys. I'm over here being all serious and shit. <laughs>